Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. Freedom is mine, and I know how I feel. It's a new dawn, it's a new day, it's a new life. It's a new dawn, it's a new day. Well, here we are. It's another morning, and uh, it really is a new dawn, a new day, because... You're now listening to Alex Garrett Podcasting. Yes, this is the new brand, Alex Garrett Podcasting, um, where we're literally covering everything and it feels like anything um, worth talking about. And today we're going to talk with Sandra Eastock of Happily Ever Cyber. You know, the country's identity is rocked right now, but our identity can also get rocked and does get rocked um, from COVID scams, from other scams. So, Listen to her, uh, listen to Sandra's advice on how we can prevent more fraud uh, and protect ourselves. We'll, we'll hear from her at Happily Ever Cyber in just a bit. But I wake up this morning again. Didn't watch TV last night. Didn't watch TV because I didn't want to see the entire... Now, I should say I watched the Atlanta portion. I didn't want to see my own city, my own uh, our own borough, Brooklyn, be destroyed, be be run down, ransacked, a police van burned. I didn't want to see that. And I went to bed actually kind of happier. But here is, here's my thought. How is all this being allowed? Yet small businesses are shut in. Small businesses, hopefully June 8th we can get a rebound, but small businesses still can't go. Yet the whole wild thing is we've got non-socially distant rioters burning down or trying to burn down CNN. They didn't do it, thank God, uh, in Atlanta. We've got people ransacking the NYPD vans. We've got things in Minnesota continuing to happen in Minneapolis. And yet small business owners, the ones who want to do good and not loop but actually provide services for people can't do their jobs still? Is this the America that we want? The Floyd death is horrible. And I, I actually also think that all these resistors are missing the one key point. George Floyd did resist to the point where his life was taken at the knee of a multi-complainted cop, by the way. So what these resistors are missing the point on is that the person they're approaching over, and I get it, it's a general picture of police brutality, too, that they're they're fed up, they're tired of it. But there's got to be a better way. And I don't know why Dr. Fauci was so gung-ho about these anti-lockdown order protesters. And yes, storming the Capitol was terrible. Armed, I should say. It's amazing nothing happened during that in, in Michigan. But if Dr. Fauci could simply 
say, oh, I don't want these lockdown protests. Well, what about this? Aren't we still in this pandemic, Dr. Fauci? Isn't your MO to tell people not to socially distant? Uh, telling people to socially distant? Sorry. Isn't that your MO? And yet we're not seeing any social distance. We're seeing people in groups storming places. Not social distancing. Very few wearing a mask in some places. And 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 we've literally consented to all this by agreeing to stay inside on the good faith that we were doing the right thing. And I think we did. I think we made an impact that killed Corona for the most part. There's still some ways to go, though. But I think we did. And now certain people are allowed to be on the streets, but not others. And that is where my my Libra scale cannot comprehend this. How some people are allowed to be on the streets voicing their displeasure, yet you try and open a salon, you're fine. You try and open anything, you're fine. And of course, churches uh, are not allowed to open up either yet. Because they're... It's so backwards. Faith can't open up, but these riots can. Dialogues can't happen. And businesses can't run again. But but riots can. I don't know. I'm going to have to talk with Mike Myers a little bit later on in the podcast. But right now on Alex Garrett Podcasting, we're going to welcome Sandra Eastock for our Saturday sit-down. Hey, Sandra, thanks for joining us tonight. Or today. Thank you, Alex. It's, this is wonderful to be here with you today. I love your title, Happily Ever Cyber. And I'm going to get into that right now because there have been scams. But I sent you an article recently about the 17-year-old mm-hmm. uh, called yep. uh, Al Capone about hacking. Isn't it yep. such a, you know, and they hack like millions of dollars. So isn't that story mm-hmm. such a sign of the times where teenagers can do all that harm? through the cyber web. Yeah, I mean, de- definitely that story, it's been in the news and it's, it's not new that teenagers have abilities to uh, navigate technology. In some cases, that ability, it's not necessarily used for good purposes. And, you know, this case is, is a controversial, it, you know, SIM swap, which is a technique used for hackers of, mm-hmm. you know that is to a hackers or someone that wants to impersonate you and they can do anything with that phone and this is how in this case this this hack actually occurred so you know we we use technology and we rely on our phones so much and sometimes our phone is like that validation of our identity. And in this case, you know, uh, an impersonator <laughs> that gets, you know, to transfer your phone into their phone now has access to your text messages. It has access to all your information. And, you know, definitely uh, an area of opportunity. And there are many things that, you know, we can do to prevent that. Obviously, in this case, it's going to go, it's now in a civil court. So it's going to be a very interesting, you know, thing to follow up. But uh, I will say for anyone that is listening, what can you do to protect and to prevent that someone swaps your phone is put a ping number 
and so call your provider, set up a PIN number mm -hmm. with your Verizon, AT&T, and that will help in a way, you know, unless there is an, an in, insider person in the, in the provider that is also collaborating with the hacker. But in most cases, if you don't have a PIN number, somebody else can impersonate you uh, with sure. social media information and everything that we share. So yes. if you have a big number, it's one way that you can reduce the chance of someone doing that. Well, you have so much experience in this, unfortunately. So tell us why you got into the cyber world and combating this. Oh, <laughs> yes, definitely. So I was returning from visiting my mom, Alex, in Colombia. This was in 2006. I have been in the industry in IT for many years. And I'm in the plane. I'm returning you know from mm -hmm. from my vacation time and the captain announces that homeland security officers were going to board the plane and to collaborate so i definitely obvious uh, you know hand my passport to the officers two officers and to my surprise alex i am the only person that is march off the plane mm. and thrown into that room you know that famous room okay. and no phone calls uh course I don't know what's happening my husband he's waiting for me in Chicago and I'm about to miss my connecting fly so 10 hours later I'm handed back my passport and it's revoked <laughs> yeah so I was able to come to my uh, I was living in the Midwest to my employer and you know we started to work with different attorneys and a few weeks later I'm in Venezuela my native country and I'm trying to get a new visa Mm. with my you know with the help of these attorneys and in the interview the officials in the embassy kept asking me about China why were you in China who you know in China who's your contact in China and Alex I didn't know what they were talking about because I never been in China or Asia well somehow a smuggler in China got a hold of my information and was smuggling women into the U.S. using my identity so, <laughs> yes, so yeah. I, I'm just going to stop for you to ask me. Because I've always had the fear, like, let's say I lose my regular paper, not paper, but card identity. And I think they can do that. But now it's so advanced mm -hmm. that even a smuggler in China could take someone's identity. Yeah. And not that any of us are at fault, but how can we secure it? Like, how do we make sure it's all secure for ourselves so that doesn't happen? I mean, do they find that your security, it was like a breach and how, how they find your connect, your phone was not secure or something like to that effect. So, you know, passports, IDs, uh, you know, all, every day they, they, you know, there is a victim of identity theft every two seconds. Mm. So that means, you know, our identities are stolen in a regular basis and it, it varies. In my case, was my passport, and that's what how the hackers were using because I was under a working visa. So my case is different because um, it's very attractive for a, for a criminal to get a hold of a blanket visa that is given to a company. So you can, you know, pretty much anyone sure. potentially could be. In, uh, coming in the U.S. using my identity. Now, we caught it really early, I think. So the, the, the downside for me is that for six years, I have to prove over and over that I was a real me. 
So that lasted six years uh, and I travel a lot for my job. And I can, you know, when I look Google my name, everything was in Chinese and not even my husband wanted to travel with me. Now you ask me, what can we do, right? Yeah, well, and first of all, so you got into the security part of this. Is that what tech, happily ever cyber does, the securities? And, and did you ever think you'd get into that kind of world uh, when you, <laughs> six years, you know, before this even happened? You, I was in IT and I, you know, at that time, cybersecurity was not in the news as much as it is today. So identity theft was really not something I was worried about at the time. And I didn't know what was happening to me. I, I just knew that every time I travel, I have to prove I was me. And it was a painful experience. And you go through all of that, um, you know, every day or every time that you travel. Now, a few years later, I entered the cybersecurity world, and then I understood what happened to me, mm-hmm. and I understood who is behind cybercrime and, and you know, all the different techniques that are used for uh, either stealing your identity or for committing, you know, cybercrimes in order to either get your money, get your name, get your information. I mean, there's so many reasons why cybercrime happens. And the reason I created the Happily Ever Cyber book series is because I want to create something different in this space, something that um, empowers and, and inspires people to protect what matters most to them. To them. Uh, you know, I'm very blessed and I believe God is being on my side my entire life. Mm-hmm. Alex, uh, yes, amen. And, you know, if, if I, I cannot do the work that I'm doing if, I not, if, if it wasn't for him. I mean, Jesus wow. is always in my life. And I came from a very humble beginnings. And the, the odds of me being having <laughs> this conversation with you are very small. Lord. And it's all because, you know, God has a purpose. And I think that's what I'm, I'm about to do and bring cybersecurity and bring a new perspective, a fresh. Um, I am I'm so glad we went there because mm-hmm. I've been... Um, I've been broached about talking with people about technological apps and Bible apps and all that. And we can weigh into that because you're, you, you probably have a lot of experience and knowledge on that. But first of all, did you ever think God would get technological in your life to have your calling be through technology like this? Or, or... You know, I, I, I will say it's, it was never as clear as it is right now. I knew that, that I had a purpose because the, 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 the way that my life has mm-hmm. evolved, it's been very credible. And every time I go through a tough time, I know I pray and I say, you know, I know there is a, you know, there is a lesson. There is something that you want me to learn in this, mm-hmm. or I'm offering that aim you know, for others. And I used to do that my, my whole life. And um, now, two years ago, I left my corporate job. I, you know, it was a very good job. I, I have been in the, the corporate today. world for still as IT, IT and cybersecurity. It was cybersecurity. I was in my last okay. six years. Gotcha. So I was, I have been for 20 years, IT, cybersecurity, data privacy. And I, you know, I, I think God put the things that I needed <laughs> to listen. <laughs> uh, 
and and I did and I decided to just open my company leave my job and take that leap of faith because mm. I know I'm not alone and I'm 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 so excited to to do what I'm doing right now every day it's more clear my purpose and every day I discover why I need to do what I you know what I'm about to do with technology and so to your question yes technology it's always being my, my, my channel <laughs> with God, yeah. I will say. Um, and I want to bring that because I, you know, for me, the, my end goal is to create a happy ever cyber foundation. Mm. Oh, and wow. yes, so it's, it's about um, when I think about two problems in the world. So one is cybersecurity is crazy. Cybercrime is super mm. um, uh, active and we have a shortage of resources so there's not enough people that can do all the jobs they're not enough you know you know compared to how many criminals and how many how much cyber crimes evolves there are not many um, skilled individuals that can fulfill all the jobs that are available now we have a second biggest problem which is the amount of orphans and foster care kids that are in the system so there are 153 million orphans. And in the United States, we don't have orphanages. We have foster care kids, uh, foster care system. But one of the issues in some cases, if, if you, once you are 18 or consider an adult and you are off the system, and if you haven't really um, developed the skill set to, to enter society, what happens is 50% of these kids become homeless or become, yeah, or part of a traffic, uh, human traffic, or, you know, they take their lives. And when I was doing all this research, that touched my heart so much. And I know I have to do something about it. And that's how, you know, the books and everything that I'm doing, it's with that purpose in mind. And it's solving, you know, the shortage in, my, in, in technology at, at the same time bringing kids and bringing uh, oh. orphans or foster care kids uh, technology and, and a way for them to be empowered and to know they are, you know, they are loved, they are used, you know, useful. They can be an asset to society. And, and I was empowered and I was encouraged very early in my life by so many mentors. So I have to give that back. And, Sandra, I love, just, I love how God has taken you from being hacked to now, opening up a channel for children yes. of, of lesser need. And I want to continue on that path because it's just, it's, it's so intense. But with regard to the hacking, you were about to say a couple minutes ago, what you learned and how we can protect ourselves during this crisis. So, so delve into that. And then I do want to ask you about the human trafficking because this is a big issue too. Yes. We're fighting so yep. many fronts right now. So let's, let's break <laughs> it down one by one. Yes. Uh, one by one. Yeah. So let's start with where we are right now. We are in COVID-19 or coronavirus. So what's happening is cybercrime is rising. You know, usually when news and topics of interest are out, mm. you know, cyber criminals, I call them cyber monsters. And cyber monsters will take advantage of it and will start sending emails or sending text messages or sending, you know, diff social media and will use different techniques in order for you to believe they are a legit 
source. So when you see an email about coronavirus or COVID-19 asking you, hey, you, you know, we have the latest information, we know who, how many cases or sign up here or do this, you know, don't pay attention to any of that because it's cyber criminals or cyber monsters trying to um, get into your computer, get in, getting into your life. And right now you don't need to be dealing with uh, identity theft or cyber crime. So the best uh, advice is go to the sources. So if you want to know about coronavirus or COVID-19, go to the CDC or go to the uh, um, healthcare or health organization that you're looking for, or go to the media outlet, get your information from legit sources. And don't trust, don't even engage. If you get a, a phone call, just don't even answer because- Okay, can, I, can I show people something that I've gotten? Yeah, of course. Personally, because uh, let me ask you if you can identify this. So I got this weird thing mm -hmm. um, that said, dear customer, your Apple ID has just been used to purchase. And I'm like, I never bought this. And you could tell this receipt is not legitimate at all. Is that correct? Yep. Yeah, that's correct. That is a perfect example of a phishing email. Um, and it's trying, trying to impersonate Apple you know, asking you probably to either engage with them. So if you respond to that email, they'll come back to you and they'll might say, hey, okay, I need your ID or I need this. And that's how, you know, you get hacked and your, your identity gets compromised or your computer gets compromised. And we're seeing that every day. Um, Indra, you know, we, we were, before this COVID crisis, we also were seeing the grandparents scheme, the elderly scheme. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Mm -hmm. How much has that increased because of COVID? Because obviously they are at risk and I'm sure they were trying to, they were being targeted much more now during the crisis than before. Yeah, so uh, security research shows that from January through April, end of April, 30,000%, um, yeah, this year, 30,000% increase in just COVID-19 related scams or phishing emails and I mean, you that number is so huge and you know with with remote workers and how we have to react to you know to, to continue either with our jobs or schools we were forced to technology very fast and in not all the cases we were ready for it and I, that's that's obviously creating that perfect environment for cyber crime to rise and cyber monsters to take advantage of us uh, Sandra, the human trafficking now, because here's the thing. None of this evil stops during Corona. This was my whole issue. Maybe you agree that we were told to stop, but the evil didn't stop and human trafficking is no different, right? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, any, so mm -hmm. yeah, so it, it's, <laughs> I, you know, the, these are, these are cases where you, you, you know, evil and, and good is, 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 is a topic that sometimes we don't, it's hard to understand. It's hard to, to understand the mindset. Mm -hmm. Why would you um, take another life and where would you, you know, mm -hmm. another yeah. soul through, through the tribulations that are, they are taking. And okay. I think um, I'm, I'm, I'm hopeful that somehow the crisis that we are in, Mm -hmm. um, will bring us also a, a different 
sense of humanity. And I have seen in some cases, there, there was one criminal organization that actually seized their operations. And that was one good news in the industry. So they decided we're not going to target you anymore. They are actually, they actually release all the uh, encryption keys that they have for, you know, for all the victims. Um, you don't see that every day, but you know, there are some situations that are happening right now that you know maybe maybe a criminal is changing and i am i always want to see the best in people and 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 i'm hoping that somehow you know the not only the criminals that harm because of money but the ones that kidnap or the ones that are harming a, a human in, in a in the worst possible way um that they change and that all these crises um, bring us more together. Sandra, in your experience, how cold-blooded were these people that were going after you and that you found in the dark webs of the internet as you became a cybersecurity expert? You know, in, 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 my, in my case in particular, they were more about business. So they used my name to create companies and fake companies. They didn't really harm me directly. As a person, they wanted my information. So the, they had businesses between China and Latin America for import and export goods. And, and when I Googled my name, everything was in Chinese, uh, Alex. So, you know, but it was more a, a business um, reason and really, you know, harming me personal personally so in that case um you know it was painful but it wasn't really uh it could have been worse and definitely there has been situations where um, victims have suffered uh, very much and that's what i want to to change i want i i i, I want to help not to be in my shoes or somebody else's shoes because we could prevent many things i mean obviously nothing is 100% bulletproof, but there are many things you and I could do. And the example that you just show me with your email, so you didn't click on it, you didn't engage on that, and that's perfect. That is exactly what we need to do, Alex. Um, so you have control over that. In that case, though, uh, mm -hmm. well, in, many, in all cases, we should just read through the email before deciding to click whatever, because some people jump at it and yeah. say, wait a minute, what's this about? Yep. So, uh, how do we calm that compulsion? You know, I, my technique is, if it's brief. <laughs> that, that, I mean, it's that simple. So when you get an email and when you get that, you know, if, if you are a believer, just make, make a pray or, or just breathe, just, just, just be present, be there with yourself. And I think that, will reduce the chances of you becoming a, a victim of cyber crime significantly because now you once you understand you're like oh okay your 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 example you saw that email you didn't click on it and now you have time to actually start understanding the mindset and you you're like i didn't buy that in apple or i don't have that account i really you know i this is all mm fake and, and now i think that knowledge c comes down to you when you give that space in yourself this is a this is maybe a bizarre question but as we're in the middle of this now dealing with the cop killing of george floyd and the horror that is 
Um, could scammers take advantage even of those types of situations when people are rioting and caught, and you know, reacting to this? Is that a, is that a chance for scammers too? Absolutely. Uh, any 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 information in the news, any video, anything that will attract people to click to know more. It's a perfect um, way for scammers to, you know, inject their malware or their you know their their software that could compromise you. So definitely, again, just be very careful with the links and with the videos or the information that is shared with you through your, you know, text messages or through email, see what's happening because it's just, um, mm. again, perfect, perfect storm for, for impersonators or for scammers or cyber monsters to have you ever seen like uh, an organization like Black Lives Matter who's maybe trying to do good for their community, yet they get hacked and they have an email on their behalf that's fake? Has there been a result of that at all? Any any cases of that? They they are. I mean, we we see them even in the biggest companies. Uh, not only organizations. Yes, somebody could impersonate you know, your website, someone could impersonate you and pretend to be uh, a media outlet that is very popular and you go to the news and you go there and boom, you get, um, you know, and, and it's hacked. Important to talk about it's important to talk about this because people are wanting the latest information. Like, let's say mm -hmm. someone puts out a fake link, hey, this guy's been charged. Well, if you're looking at the news, you know that's not the case. Yet some people may actually click that link. It's sad to say. Absolutely. Uh, curiosity, I mean, I think it's one of the reasons why hackers, scammers, and cyber monsters take advantage of us. Because we want to know and we, you know, that, that, that necessity for knowing what's going on and, you know, my, without thinking too much, it, it could really harm us. Um, I will say, you know, from COVID-19 to now, hundreds of thousands of fake websites pop every day mm -hmm. with either COVID-19 themes or incentive packages because of all the unemployment. And, you know, that is a huge scam that is also happening right now. Yeah. Um, so again, just not be very careful where you click and where you go. The unemployment's I'm, not fake, just to get that clear. The unemployment's not fake, but people are being like a resource for people and and that could be a fake resource like hey don't click this to submit a claim here because that's not an actual government entity well there has been both um actually a lot of um local governments have been scammed with fake individuals pretending to be you know someone that it's not really that person, and they are scamming some some of the local and, governments. And it is going out as as if it were the real person. Yes, because yeah, right now uh, you know you see a lot of um, local governments wants to help. You know, either on you know unemployment is really bad, so they want to help out. And in some cases, someone impersonated, you know, let's say you or me. Now they are receiving that check on our behalf instead of that That's real person absurd yeah. and i wonder is there more stories out there like this that i can oh, many 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 i can definitely say yeah there there day uh, there are many cases related to employment 
even 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 in um, in some cases emails um, that was two weeks ago where you will get an email um, telling you that you have been laid off or that you know your job doesn't need you anymore or you are in a furlough um, now um, scheme and they send you more details about you know your package and that is also scam so you're um, saying that maybe i mean not that the 40 million shouldn't be overlooked but that could be a number that is maybe lesser is that possible like Ask me again. Million, they say today it totaled 40 million unemployment is that a true number or do you think that's inflated by fake people claiming it could be, but uh, you know that those are official numbers. You know, th I think that there is no. I don't have a creation or a way to to say yeah. You know, um, that number is not accurate. I am more going into what's happening with with the scams. But um, I know that you know this is the perfect um, opportunity for for these scammers. To, because there are so many different topics. It's not only COVID-19, it's also unemployment and it's also the incentives that we're getting, you know, okay. small businesses. You know, there are many different ways they could um, tap into um, and to, to try to get our information. And the, this is the best advice is just staying alert and, and Sandra, just not engaging. Like it sounds to me like you're fighting on the front lines of this. So are you in partnership at all, like with, with the government that's tracking all this, or are you doing your own kind of work? What are you, what's your role during this whole crisis? Yeah. So my role is, I'm independent. So I don't work with any government agency. I am more actually focused on consumers and more focused on, on women, families, and, and making sure that I bring the messages of cybersecurity in a way that, it's easy to understand and actionable. So I'm doing a lot of uh, videos and a lot of education for, for my audience. So they, they can start taking care of, of protecting what matters most to them. So um, that's my focus primarily right now. Uh, I do also corporate, you know, I will have uh, keynotes or, or presentations now that we went all virtual. So I, I do that also for my for my customers um, on the corporate world. So it's a combination. And again, it's just bringing the awareness that we need right now and a different perspective of how to deal with um, COVID-19 and the scams that we have. Sandra, I love that you're on the uh, front lines of this. And in fact, you can find Sandra Eastock, Eastock on Twitter at way2protect. That's way number two, protect. And uh, I'm glad that you're still doing the keynotes, even virtually. How is that for you? Is that kind of weird, or is it is it sort of like a norm that you've adjusted to? Yeah, it's different. I like the the, the obviously when you are in a on a stage or when you can touch people, it's much. Um, it's that it's a different experience, but I'm finding that technology is breaking the barriers, mm -hmm. and I see social distancing. Um, you know, you get so close, and we're getting used to more screen uh, training and, you know, figuring out how to connect and how to 
to have a human interaction and, and bring that through technology. So I, I have to say that I just had my, my, my friends, we, we did a, a virtual party on Sunday. Yeah. And, you know, because you need that connection and you need that interaction. And uh, we, we, my husband and I will see, uh, you know, we see our services and, and you know, through, through the online um, streaming because it's a way that you keep connected with what you believe and what you what you like and 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 keep us you know uh, all connected and technology is wonderful and it's i love it we just have to be mindful and we have to find a way to be safe in 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 this technology and this specific times we live uh, the book is called Happily Ever Cyber. You can get it at, uh, I guess, Amazon and Kindle and all that. Yeah. But more importantly, the foundation goal, how can we help you get to that? I guess that's my final question for you tonight. Yes. Yeah, so the foundation, so I'm just starting. So I haven't created what I am going to do. It's a percentage of my book will go to, uh, I will start with a charity with um, emphasis on orphans. I, you know, what I explained to you, Alex, is my end goal. It's my my final why. <laughs> and I see myself doing this for the rest of my life. And this is, you know, when you were asking me, um, mm-hmm. you know, how God um, communicated with me through technology. I think this is the, the message I receive. I, um, I have a teacher and her name uh, was Marlene. And she changed my life when I was 11 years old. I have two teachers. So she said to me, um, happiness is a choice and you're the architect of your own life. And then I have my second teacher and, um, when I was 16 years old. And she said this beautiful passage that if to whom much more, more is being given, much more will be asked. Mm. Um, it's a... And it, it, my entire life has been, I, I have been giving so much. So now is the time for me to give back. And I'm not there yet. So my foundation is not, you know, I have to go through all the paperwork. I'm, I'm through that process right now. But in the meantime, I will be helping um, establish organizations until I can have my, my own and focus more on Sandra, you know, what I mentioned. I love it. I love how, and you know, Maybe we can talk about this another time, the effects of being hot hacked. I mean, some could really let that take them to their grave. I hate to say it, but that's kind of how that happened. But you didn't let that happen. So um, come back soon and tell us, as we see the mental effects of all of you. Absolutely. um, Talk about your mental capacity and the way you overcame this to now Mm -hmm. make your book, make the founder, you know, make the company break out of the net, the, the corporate world and do your own thing and, and do for the better. So, so come on back. I will definitely, it will be, you know, so I'm so grateful to you and I'm blessed to be together today. And definitely I, I will take you up on that and would love to come back and share more. And especially also the technology effects of reopening, maybe some ideas on that. Now we can protect ourselves. So a lot of fun, a lot of fun stuff, a lot of deep stuff we got to talk about coming up. So thanks so much, Sandra. This is just the start of a conversation. We'll have you back. Absolutely. Thank you, Alex.
And we'll be back with Mike Myers, Radio Hope, next for a preview of what he's got going on on his channel at 9 a.m. Eastern. Stay tuned with us. I am so glad to have him back, and sorry I missed the, uh, you know, the bugle call that you were saying at 7 a.m. yesterday. I didn't realize that you were up and at him, so I'm sorry about that. Oh, I'm not at him. I was up, and it's 66. I'm not going to say anymore. Please don't, because that's really not a good visual for anybody. <laughs> oh, and speaking of visuals, sure, you're naked, and you're telling me about visuals. The media audience doesn't have to know that, but that's what it is. Okay. Um. Look, I'm transparent. You very are. Um, you very are. You really nothing are. To hi- nothing to hide. Go ahead, Alex. Um, no, I just, I am more focused on getting my thoughts on than getting dressed. That's, I guess, what it is today. So. Oh, and I'm not. Oh, yeah, that's how I took that. <laughs> yeah, that's great. Huh. <laughs> this is interesting. Um, no, but seriously, Mike, I am, I am so ticked that the first people out on the streets are rioters and not small business owners. I'm sorry. That's just the way I see it right now. Interesting. I thought this whole grand reopening was going to be business openings and people going back to work. I didn't realize this was going to be the grand reopening, Michael. Oh, I didn't see. Now you have a, you have a, a take on this that I hadn't stopped to think of. This is just extending this is just throwing more chaos. This morning's program is going to be about uh, chaos. It's uh, how so? How, oh, how much more proof do we need that we live in a fallen world? This is insanity. What's going on? It is, and there, are, and 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 here's the thing. This was one where everybody agreed that this thing was terrible. No one was arguing that this was a bad death and bad killing. But more so than this, and in my, I mentioned this in my bit bit of monologue. Mm. Michael, and maybe you agree with me. The irony is these resistors don't understand that he was resisting. I mean, he was not resisting arrest and he still died. He was not resisting the cop's orders and he still died. Yet here they all say, we're, we, you know, we're trying to, you know, we're resisting against you. Well, so did George Floyd. Uh, I don't know how to say it, but you get my point. He wasn't resisting the cops and he still died. And no one seems to get that. He wasn't running away from him. He was right. trying to just say he can't breathe, and he still died. So these, the premise that these people are protesting on, that he was not resisting or that we have to resist because he wasn't resisting, I don't know. It's all backwards to me. Oh, I get it. Wow. Yeah, well, it's again, it's like, uh, you know, damned if you do and damned if you don't. No matter what, people are going to – if you hate Trump, you hate Trump. If you love Trump, you love Trump. Let's just not be a bunch of stupid sheep. And the whole thing, it was people out doing what they're doing. You know, well, they're, they're peace. They are, they're very peaceful in their burnings. What? Peaceful burnings. They're not singing Kumbaya and making marshmallows. They're it's just aggressive. It's bad. It it's, is so bad. It's, it's crazy. I'm telling you. Mike, you're in Iowa. And unfortunately, my lovely city of, Queen, of, of New York had to see this last night in our city. Um, what about you? Have you seen anything in Iowa that's been as much chaos as what we've seen on television? Well, I do have some information here. Hey, look, Alex Garrett podcasting live. Evidently, there's some crap that went on in Des Moines. Violence erupts as protests in Des Moines. 
as police fend off bricks, spray crowd with tear gas. What is the purpose behind? It's like you said, it, what does the end justify the means? What? <laughs> I can't make any sense out of it. The guy, they're a bad guy. By cops. the way, because Minneapolis kind of calmed down last night. The TV didn't show that. They actually showed oh. other cities burning down. So this is, oh. how, this is how we're going to play this now, Michael, is to show other cities acting up. Well, and one of the things that I really appreciate about you, Alex, is you do you you keep your thumb on the news, not thumb on the news. You know what I mean? You you're you're thumb keeping a breast. Can't even say breast. Reminds me of a scripture. You are on top of. Yeah, you could say I'm on top of of the news cycle. I'm oh the news cycle. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, pray for that me. I've been in quarantine. I'm. I'm Okay. Uh, anyway. Get, is it driving you nuts? It's er? driving me crazier as the days go on, especially because there's been some other stuff in my personal life, which I won't get into, that's been really bugging me. So I keep on pushing on. But Michael, um, how do we then talk to people about this? Because you also can't say now that the rioters are bad. You really cannot say that or you'll be criticized. So how do we try and get through to people that there's a different way oh. we can handle this? Well, number one, we're, we're afraid to say anything because we will be criticized. That's the first mistake if we follow that mm. line of thought. And what was the rest? Uh, like, how do, we change, how do we tell people, yeah, this isn't good without them feeling triggered that we're telling them not to protest at all? I don't know. I feel like there's that tinge that people say, oh, why are you upset about the rioting? Well, because it's rioting. It's not normal. Yeah, is that kind of sort of like oh, throwing, and then, the, right. throwing, the throwing the baby out with the bathwater? Does that make any sense? And I Stop guess my, it. My bigger question for you is then, how do we tell people we understand that they, yeah, you are suffering, that there is pain here, but we don't like the way you're acting out the pain? You know, as you say that, I guess I'm thinking about uh, justifiable abortion doctor murders. That's not justifiable because the abortion doctors are, are killing babies, so we're going to go kill the abortion doctors. That's not how it works, folks. Justice is the most important, but it needs to be not blind justice, but justice. These cops are already fired, aren't they? It needs, to fired. Go beyond be, it needs to go beyond firing. This is not good. Now you do realize, and I'm sure you do, that evidently this gentleman, he was, he was uh, George Floyd. I actually remember his name. He, he was kind of getting his life back together. He had some medical issues and they're saying now after the autopsy that he didn't die from asphyxiation. Doesn't is, really make any difference. It doesn't because I truly believe he had that trauma to the neck, which caused him to die. I mean, there's way that. over the top. The cop did not. I, 41 years ago, I was arrested. I was taken out just because I'm in a mall telling these kids that pot is the new cash crop for farmers. <sighs> showing them my little pot pipe. These cops take me six miles outside of town, north of Rock Island, I think it was. They dumped me out of the car. His name was Mike, by the way. I mean, mm. he pulled me out of the car and he said, don't ever come back to my town again. I'm out in the middle of nowhere, out of my brain. Had anybody taken the time to find out, this guy's kind of sick. He needs to go to a hospital. So what am I saying? Let's listen mm. to what's going on with folks. 
And in this case, the, the cop overreacted. Others stood by and watched, right? Yeah. Well, that's the other thing. No one ever jumped in and said, stop doing this to the guy. So, and I mean, oh, no, let's do this instead. Let's video them beating. What the fuck? Because they tried to make a point, right. I guess. So it's just, it's ridiculous to me. <laughs> and it, it's ridiculous that no one intervened in this man's murder. I really, I don't, I don't understand why no one intervened. It's just. And as I say, there are still cops speaking out against this, which aren't being played on our TV screens either, but they should be cops well, speaking out against this. And yesterday, and I still don't know what might come from this. I still want to do something to follow up on this, but I trying, was trying to get an input from our local sheriff uh, and haven't heard anything back. And maybe it's a kind of like, gee, I don't think he's afraid to say something, but maybe it's just not the right time. I don't know, Alex, but it's a mess. He shouldn't be afraid because this, this oh, should be condemned. And I don't think he is. And I shouldn't have said maybe he is because that kind of preloaded what could. And then I'm part of the problem. And I noticed that the, the sheriff's page is right, like sort of linked in with yours. Are you close with them? Like, do you have like, it said recommended pages from Radio Hope, the Broward, the county sheriff office. I'm like, oh, that's interesting. I love our, I love our law enforcement. I'm I, sure because they get it right. It sounds like. well, and I I know of one who actually was finally let go because he had a few too many questionable, um, maybe mm. over the top uses of force and some other things. Still a friend of mine, um, not tight, but why am I saying that? Uh, I don't know. You show me a perfect man, and I'll show you. Jay says people make mistakes, but if they're continue to plan if you have if you have people in places of leadership that are full of hatred and not really caring about the welfare of other people you got problems no matter where i don't care where it i don't care where it is so that needs to be addressed vote them out get them out yeah well and and my question is then how are these complaints not not um being registered why is klobuchar just dropping them it's not her fault that this happened but how does this complaint jar add up and he's not even thrown out years before this it just doesn't make sense to me either who's who's the not cop out? the cop had all those complaints against him you know and so oh see it again i didn't know that and that's what i appreciate about your your uh, nose for the news and getting all the information out there and and my my final I, thought it's important about, thank you and i think what you're doing is amazing too every day i mean you're out there you were reading, what were you reading yesterday? Was it Corinthians on the pod? I heard Colossians. Colossians. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Colossians in the morning. Yeah. Thanks to Mr. John Stevenson. Who then commented on my group. post. That was kind of interesting. He Well, I want to believe that we are all, uh, my original title to, for today's show is A House Divided. A country divided. We need a house united and a country united. And as long as there's this turmoil and there will be, how do you fix it? I don't know. I don't, I don't know. Uh, I don't know either. And I don't know if putting these thoughts out there are helping change the narrative. I would hope so. I think we can still put some, some positivity, some encouragement to learn from this rather than burn things down from it. So that's why I do this. Now, this is an interesting point. If you want to lead me to Jesus, 
You better find another way. That's one of my songs this morning by Grover Levy. Because mm. you're saying this, but you're doing that. You're saying this and you're doing, I'm going to say it, little boys. You're saying this and you're cheating on your wife. You're saying this and you're trying to get more money for another plane? What the heck? You need a bigger office? <sighs> Don't what? get me started. What's, what's happened? It's not about, well, what's happened is it's about greed and the almighty dollar instead of the almighty father. And by the way, where speaking it. of the almighty dollar and speaking of that, why are churches now being ordered to close by the Supreme Court or something to that effect? It's California. Yep, yep, you're right. That just came through that uh, uh, it, it's. But yet rioters in Los Angeles could just do whatever the hell they want. I mean, well, at least I think the mayor was handing out masks, wasn't he? <laughs> uh, you guys are rioting way too close. You really, you need, you need some protection. Put on these masks. I'm freaking glad you mentioned that. It's crazy. <laughs> you know what voice we haven't heard about this? Anthony Fauci. Dr. Fauci has it once yep. in these protests. But when the lockdown protests were happening, I don't think this is a good idea for you to do this. <laughs> you do know that he lost half of his vocal cord. Why are you making fun of him? Wait, he did? Why? No, I just made that <laughs> And I, you know, I used to like him, but I'm just want, wondering why he's not on a TV screen condemning the non-social distancing of these protesters. I'm just saying. It's a great point, and I still want to know. I still, I just want to know how do we bring this? How do we bring our country back together? I mean, you know, evidently it's not one nation under God, or maybe we'd have a little more love towards each other. I mean, what is it? I don't know. And I want to get your opinion on this because we didn't, in my mistake, didn't talk yesterday. And by the way, because I have to turn this around and put it on the air in just a couple of minutes, I want to, uh, I want to just say thank you for coming on today, Radio Hope, 9 a.m. Eastern. And uh, I, I can't wait to hear what's going on. But these cops that were evacuated, I feel like that was a blessing that they weren't injured at all while that precinct burned down. Would you agree with that? Yeah, and then there's the other thing. So, what? <laughs> I guess. <sighs> I don't know what to say. Because, in my view, I mean, I know that policemen don't wake up every day and say, We're going to have to evacuate trouble. They want to run into trouble and fix the trouble. But the mayor thought otherwise, I guess. So, in a way, I'm thankful that they're alive today. But another way, I'm like, Are we really going to be a stand down society where we don't even try and put law and order in place here? Is that what we're becoming? You know, I don't know. But you keep on talking about, well, no, you don't keep on, you know, some daily verse or something. Those who walk uprightly enter into peace. Isaiah 57, 2, the reading for today on my little flip calendar. Huh. The way <laughs> you keep your house, the way you organize your time, the care you take in your personal appearance, although some of us are, you know, naked on camera right now. The things you spend your money on, I'll speak loudly about what you believe. The beauty of thy peace shines forth in an ordered life. A disordered life speaks loudly of mm. disorder in the soul. Mm. Isn't that interesting? That was by uh, Elizabeth Elliot. Let me be a woman. Oh, wait a minute. I thought I had a handle on that. <laughs> I got rid of my dresses and underwear. Sorry, Alex, I'm being inappropriate. How about what? this one? I got one for you now. Cool. Not to one-up your verse. I know no. you're not because you're not that kind of guy. You can only have one leg up on me. <laughs> uh, 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 uh. I love you so much. 
I'm coming out to New York. Please do, and then we'll have a well, not a beer, I guess, but we'll have a nice coffee or something. Oh, well, I might have a. Actually, that's an, that's for another show. In God, I will praise His word. In God, I put my trust. I will not fear. What can flesh do to me? Psalms fifty six four. Well, aren't you just the preach it? <laughs> so, what was that? Fifty six four. Yeah, Psalms fifty six four. Wow. And this morning, I woke up and listened to a sermon on the Muck Radio cheap plug twenty four seven stream about worshiping Him, even when He's not doing good things for me. Mm. He's worthy of worship. He just is. Uh, I would wholeheartedly agree with that. He is always. And this is why I wish people more put more emphasis on the vigils that are going on in honor of this man's death. And, and to honor him, they're doing vigils, and no one's covering that either. Interesting point. So you have the, the vigils going on, and then you have the violence going on. Who's making more of an impact? Well, the impact part of it is probably because the news is focusing on the violence, because that makes great news. Good for television, as they say. Good for television. Not so much for radio, huh? Not so much for the soul. That's the first and foremost. Oh, and there you go. Soul. I was literally speaking, watching them try and take down CNN's building. That was like, you're trying to take down the building, CNN in Atlanta. And this mayor comes out very forcefully against it. But still, it happened. I mean, they, they didn't successfully take over it, but. They were trying to, and that's the disturbing part. Look, I, I do believe these protesters have distrust in all media as well. That's why they do this kind of stuff. Well, and how many, this backs up to a show here a few days ago, if not longer, how many people just totally distrust uh, cops in general? Mm-hmm. I don't. I mean, there are some that are kind of sort of the <laughs> I drove I drove my first car away from a cop's house when I was 14 and he knew I didn't have a license. He said, ah, don't worry about it. You'll be fine. Now I hate to ask the question. Do you think that would be okay if you were African-American? That's the big oh, question. Now. Oh, and by the way, a number of years later, I think I was smoking dope with him. Huh? Huh? Yeah. Well, well I'm sorry. What was your question? Well, I was going to say, I have to ask them, though, but if he was African-American, do you think that would be allowed at 14, or would the cop freak out? I don't know. I would have to believe he wouldn't, though. I just hate, I just really dislike every time somebody, you know, just the statement, Black Lives Matter. Mm -hmm. Everybody's life matters. Can we quit doing the, oh. Michael, one more thing before 9 a.m. Eastern. And what is the show? What? theme today <laughs> pardon me what's the show theme today i already told you where were you i was uh in la la land i guess <laughs> now i already forgot <laughs> i might change it before then so how much more proof do we need that we live in a fallen world people don't come out of the shoot all just cutesy pie and innocent although babies are so cute they are, and that's why I don't think God, if somebody, I'm, I got to tell you a quick story. Sure. Started getting back into the God stuff when my uh, second wife and I were having some issues. We went to this church, the church that I was confirmed in, whatever that means. And uh, we're sitting there talking and the, and the pastor says, 
if if an infant is not baptized and there was a car accident, you know, baby's in the car seat and that baby dies, the baby would go to hell. I got up and walked away from the table. And I said, if that's the God you believe in, Mm. I can't do this. Well, this lady that was there came running after me. She was one of my confirmation teachers. And she said, we don't all believe the same way the pastor does. So why are you where you are? Mm. Was my question. And I'm glad that, you know, anyway, so, you know, just because you're a pastor person doesn't mean you got it down. There's still, there's a, there's a, there's an age of accountability. And when is that? I don't know for sure, but I know I'm past it. Can we, can we, can you do a podcast called Christians working on themselves? Cause I think that's a huge topic about Christians realize they may be in his in his grace, but also realize they have to work to continue to stay in his grace. That's a huge thing I think Christians deal with and maybe not been talked about as much. And you are right because so many folks believe I got my ticket to heaven. We're done. No, <laughs> you've only just begun to work on me. Sorry, I get carried away. My I one- love being worked on. No, we all do. We all should anyway. Um, Sometimes it hurts. And um, Do I even tell this story? Yeah, I mean, it was out there. So <laughs> I was on a movie called, I was on a movie. I was on a channel called Barstool Sports. Yeah? Because I was partying a bit after the Yankees wildcard win in 2017. Yeah? And I had known in that moment I was going against God when I crossed the street to go to the bar instead of go home. I had felt in my heart, I know you're calling me God home, but I have to, I have to do this. And then I paid the price. Well, now this is, you are, you bring up such great points. What is, and and this isn't uh, trying to put a stamp of approval on sin, but for some folks, that it that's not an issue right now there are people that that have a problem that will not come to wilson's because of what it triggers in them and they know like you said that's not a good place for them to go no no and that's where the discipline part comes in but for others now you live right across the street from a bar uh, no, I no. Well, it was closed down, but this was in Yankee Stadium. So after Yankee oh. Stadium, after the game, I went across the street to have some fun because of the win, and I I did, went a bit wild. Did well, and and there's the key. You went a bit a bit wild. Now, I don't think you're going a bit wild. It was God's fault. You made a choice to go against one God. Is what I'm telling you is that how yeah. I felt. Yeah. I, I felt him say, take the subway home, take the subway home. <laughs> and I didn't that's take the subway a, home. That's a song. Take the subway home. Take. Michael, before we, before we wrap up, because it's literally almost 9 a.m. Eastern, I want to uh, tell you that we have to also honor the cops that are African-American and defending our, our service today. Why would we honor them? They're black. I mean, there are no, I'm being facetious. Yes, of and, course, we honor them. Every one of us has created the image of God. There needs to be some respect right there, but it gets lost because people think they're just better than other people, whether you're white, black, purple, green, yellow. What is it's an internal shift that needs to 
get taken care. We think more highly of ourselves than maybe we ought to. Yeah, that too. Michael, yeah. we will have to continue this conversation tomorrow. Okay. And I will talk to okay. you on Facebook. I'll listen to the show at 9 a.m. Eastern Radio Hope. Okay, Hope soon. bye. We'll be back soon. Take care, everybody. <laughs> <laughs>
Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers.